Hello, lovely. It's Shauna Lee, and welcome back to the Soul Frequency Show podcast, where we're stepping into the light and raising our frequency together. Each week, we get to return to this sacred space to have conversations about the things we all experience in life, love, health, and career. A space where we, as spiritual beings, having this human experience, can amplify our gifts and remember our truth. The title of this episode is The Astrological Relationship Between Parent and Child. I love this conversation so much, and I'm excited for you to hear it. And you can listen to it from a couple different perspectives, like one, from you being a child with your parents, and what are the dynamics between you as a child and your astrology and your parents' astrology, and how in astrology do we understand what the maternal and paternal relationships will be like for a child? Because truly, that exists in our charts too. Another way you can listen to this episode is from being a parent, if you are a parent. And what is the dynamic astrologically between your child and you? And I'm not just talking about their sun sign, your sun sign, but how do we really understand that way that we will view our child and the way that we will view our parent? That surprisingly, is also in our astrology chart. So today, my guest, Tara, is here with us. She is a certified parenting astrologer who is passionate about helping moms stay connected to their kids and themselves using astrology. She has 35,000 followers on Instagram, where every morning she shares a post about what is happening in the skies and how moms can use this as a guide to raise their children. And one of the things that I find the most interesting about this conversation is that we all come here, like we talk about on this show all the time, with a unique purpose and path. And sometimes it's easy to look at a child or to look at a parent or to look at anybody on the planet and say, they're not on their path because I have a hope and a dream of what their path should be. And really, what this conversation brings us to is realizing that we all really have a blueprint for this lifetime and that the best thing that we can do in loving the people in our life is allow them and support them in living their blueprint. So with no further ado, Tara from Luminary Parenting. Welcome, Tara, to the show. I'm so happy to have you. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Yeah. I just, the moment I saw your work, I just felt like I wanted to have this conversation. It's so near and dear to my heart. Um, my son, Jameson, who's 10 now has been such an important teacher in my life. And he, uh, from the time he was young, I did his astrological chart. I looked at his human design. I looked at all these different ways that we can understand somebody's journey because I really wanted to, I knew how much in my life, like um, people, you know, influenced me from their vantage point and from their life journey and from their perspective. 
And I was so different than, you know, people that I grew up around and how much I wanted to understand myself. And I wanted to have that validated, like understand, like, why do I feel so different than the people I grew up around? And I wanted people to understand who I was. Therefore, you know, of course, having a child, I'm like, I want to understand who he is. And so take us back, you know, before we dive into what you're doing today, like, you're living this organic, healthy lifestyle. You're supporting women. You're obviously like just a beautiful soul. What was the turning point for you where astrology came into the picture? Um, it's interesting because I was, my, it was when my daughter, who she's 17, she'll be 18 in March. When she was born, um, I was a mom. I was a natural parenting educator. I had been a teacher in my other life before I had kids. Um, I had a three and a half year old son when Eva was born. And, you know, I was very much living that natural lifestyle and just really, you know, very in tune with my, you know, toddler. And then Eva came along and I had a beautiful natural birth with her and a beautiful pregnancy. And she just, from the moment she arrived here on the earth, it was, she was highly sensitive and struggling and she wasn't nursing well. And she was just having a whole host of problems and she just couldn't, she couldn't nurse. And she was, got the diagnosis failure to thrive. And so I was kind of going crazy, just taking her to different therapists. And we couldn't figure out really what was happening with her. Um, but we knew that she wasn't typically developing. So, you know, fast forward, you know, until I, I spent probably the first five years of her life, just trying to fix her. I tried everything mainstream, everything alternative and everything in between, you name it, I tried it. And she was just developing very, very slowly. And at one point in her journey, we got her diagnosis, which is now cerebral palsy. But, um, you know, there was, a, and so, and that helps kind of clarify things like, okay, there's something that, I mean, it was a beautiful birth. So nothing that I know of happened during or after the birth, but it may have been, you know, while she was in utero. So anyway, I have this, this child that is clearly um, has, and I really believed this at the time chosen, she chose a different path. She wasn't going to be like the other kids. You know, there was some bigger soul learning that was happening. And so we decided to move to a different state so she could go to a Waldorf school for special needs children. And I was, I was having lunch with some of the parents and somebody said, oh, have you ever had Eva's astrological chart read? And I thought, okay, I haven't. And I've tried everything else under the sun. So tell me more about that. Cause I know I'm a Capricorn and she's a Pisces, but what else is there to know? And so that was, um, you know, 12 years ago. No, did I get that math right? Something like that. Um, a long time ago. And, and so I did, I went and I had an astrologer read her birth chart and it blew me away how he was able, he never met her and was able to describe her of course, he didn't say, you know, special needs or, you know, um, neurodivergent or cerebral palsy or anything, but he was just really able to describe her personality, her needs, um, her relationship with me and what she needs from me. And I thought, oh my gosh, whatever, however he did this, I'm, I'm 
I need to learn. And so um, I actually have a lot of Scorpio in my chart. So I went, I dove head in and just learned everything I could about astrology. And I really, because it, what that reading brought me was peace, was it gave me almost like the proof, you know, in whatever this astrologer, I didn't know at the time exactly what he was looking at. It was really, you know, a map of the sky when Eva was born. And I just wanted to know everything and how he read that because it was almost like validation. I knew she was on a different path. I knew she was highly sensitive and a soul that is just here to march to a different beat of the drum, you know, her own drum. And I just needed to support her. So it almost gave me like the the proof that I needed that, you know, it's like, yeah, that map of the sky said it. So it, there must be something to this. And I just, and it also what he gave me are, this is what she needs and here's how to support her, which was really helpful. She didn't need a mom that was trying to fix her and make her different. She just needed to be in this certain way. And I could just hold her in that. And yeah, it, that reading really changed my life. And then here I am, you know, I just went on to voraciously study everything I could to help other parents. Yeah. And how did that change like your approach to her? Cause I mean, I, I imagine like most parents, you know, are going to be doing everything they can to fix and heal and help and, you know, and change in a situation like this. Like how did that, like in your practical daily life, how did that change? Like how you approached, you know, parenting her? Yeah. I like, she's highly, highly sensitive. She's a lot of planets and Pisces. And so rather than trying to do therapies to make her less sensitive or to, you know, get her to be quote unquote normal, it was just, how can we, how can I hold her as this sensitive being? Because our, you know, our kids come, it's almost like I have this um, vision of them sliding across the rainbow bridge from the heavens with their angel down here to the earth. And they have their natal chart in their hand, which is the map of the sky when they're going to take their first breath. I'm going to do this and life is going to be awesome if I can just do this. And then they come here and the earth kind of earth land, earth world, earth school knocks them on their ass a little bit. <laughs> you know, it's like life down here. You know, we have, there are parents, this child has parents that say, oh, but I think I know what's best for you. I think I know who I'd like you to be. And it's really, I mean, there's this beautiful quote from Carl Jung that he says, um, something, and I'm not going to get it right, but it, it's something to the effect of one of the biggest influences on the developing child is the unlived life of the parent. So it's like, we want these things for our kid and yet they have their own plan, right? And in the ideal world, we could just let them run with that plan. And that's not always how it works down here in earth school. So the level of the consciousness of the parent also has a huge impact on that child's life. So my goal when I sit with parents is just to help them realize not only one, who their child is, but I'm, I have a coaching background. I mean, I was an elementary school teacher and then I also have my coaching certification that, you know, whenever they have a, like my, I wish my child were like this or my child's struggling with this and it's really hard for me. It's usually not about the child, it's about the parent. <laughs> so, you know, and so that's also what we do in a session you know, because there really wasn't anything wrong with what Eva 
how she was developing, right? There's, yeah, she did choose a different path and she's not going to develop like all the other kids. But my reaction to her was not helping. You know, I was just wanting her to be different. And she was just showing me all of my fears, basically, um, is, is the long and short of it. <laughs> yeah. And how you have two other children, correct? Yeah. Um, I have a 21 year old now. He was three and a half when Eva was born. And I also have a 10 year old like Jameson. Um, Grace is um, 10. So yeah. I have three kids. So like how, you know, I mean, I, I think it's interesting. I only have one child. So like when you're talking about the interplay of, you know, multiple children in the same household and obviously, you know, everyone reflects on their childhood in different ways, even if they grew up, you know, in the same household, because they're obviously different, yeah. right. And the relationships yeah. and dynamics are different. So I'm wondering like you knowing, you know, even this different way, and you obviously, you know, doing charts for your other children and knowing them in different ways, like how has that like changed how they grew up, right? And the dynamics of the household, like, is this information that you would go through their chart with them or share things about that? Like, how does that work in your house? Yeah, I don't necessarily share it with them. Um, but it is, I hold them in each a different way. And what's fascinating is that the moon in a child's chart is so important, because not only does that show your childhood, especially in the first seven years, but it also shows that child's perception of their mom. It's that child's perception of their mom. So I have three different kids. They have three different moon signs. It's extremely helpful to know how they see me from a soul level, right? Because um, that it, it's, it helps me to tailor my parenting. I mean, they really do come with these unique instruction books and it's called their astrological natal chart. So how they need me to be as their mom is really shown by the moon in their chart. And it's, you know, for us also, it's like my moon. Yes, it shows my childhood. Yes, it shows my emotional flavor, but it also shows how I saw my mom, how I was mothered and how I will mother. So there's a lot of information. I mean, we, I could literally wow. spend one. Okay. Can we, can we do yeah. this as an example? So I'm a Libra sure. moon. So yeah. what would that, like, just as an example, like what would that mean for how I see my mother or how I parent? So that Libra moon, we're just going to take the big archetype of Libra and moon, but the Libra moon is also in a house. The, that Libra moon of yours also has other planets talking to them, to it. Um, but just strictly for the Libra moon, it's like you could have seen mom definitely as beautiful, as charming, as someone who may have been able to put aside her own needs and did it often for other people. So she could have been the one like, you know, okay, I'll do that for you, partner, or I'll do that for you, husband. Um, there's also a way where there to Libra, it can be, a, there can be some superficialness, like, well, what will other people think? Because that's important, you know? Um, so it, it really depends on where this Libra moon is in your chart, if it's near other planets, if it's talking to other planets. But generally, um, you know, that's the way that your mother was, could have been, um, you know, high road Libra. 
I'm really concerned that we all win and that we all get along and peace at all costs. Like I, I have a sense for what, where you grew, you know, when you grew up. So it could have been that, like, we don't want to talk about that because that might rock the boat. That's not a good idea. Um, and so which one of those or do any of those land with you? Yeah, I mean, definitely concern about the way things look, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. And wanting to, a lot of self-sacrifice, I would say, yeah. like for lot for for a certain vision, like even, you know what I mean? Like there's a lot of self-sacrifice about making things a certain way, right? Like, like even take an example, like making the holidays a certain way and, and me and other people not feeling it was that important, but her feeling like I'm doing this for everybody, you know what I mean? For everybody yeah. to be happy and to feel good and, you know, that type of thing. So, yeah. um, and there was definitely- and beauty is really important to a labor moon. So she could have yes. been extra mindful about how her house looked or how she looked or how you looked, you know, like, you know, because appearances matter, there is a need for a visual, um, beauty, uh, you know, you have that for sure. Like you really, yes, beauty is medicine for you. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. It makes you feel good. Our moon is our medicine for what makes us feel good. And we really are our moms. And, and that can really piss people off sometimes because we don't <laughs> always have the best relationship with our mom. Sometimes we do, mm -hmm. but we really do become who that image that we project on her. And it's really shown by um, that, that um, natal moon. Like I said, I have three different kids. I'm the same person. But when I think about, you know, the way my son saw me when he was the only one and, you know, before Eva was born, you know, it's a cap, he's a Capricorn moon. So I did have a hard time transitioning as much as I loved being a mom. I really missed my work life. And so I became like this professional mom, you know, when he was young and I was busy and I was like involved in a lot of things with him. I stayed home, but I can really see how each of my kids really, they did perceive me in that way, but it also gives me, um, like, do you know John, your son's moon sign? I don't know his moon sign off the top of my head. I can't remember. I was thinking I would, oh, I would give it to you. I know yeah. he, he's a, it's very interesting. I'm a cancer sun sign um, and I am a Sagittarius rising. My husband is a Sagittarius sun sign with a cancer rising. So we have like yeah. flip-flopped, you know, rising and sun sign. And then my son is a Libra sun sign with a cancer rising. So we have a lot of like similar signs. Yeah, it it is almost always that way. And then sometimes we get like a black sheep of the family <laughs> right. here to like shake up the apple cart a little bit. Like, Hey, I'm not playing by your rules, but you know, if you think of it, your son came with a certain curriculum. Like I see the natal chart as their soul's curriculum. Like it does not, there's free will for sure. And that it's not, you know, it's not, we're not predicting fate or anything like that, but they come sliding over the rainbow bridge with like, yeah, I want to learn these things. I want to learn Cancer, Libra, Sagittarius. Oh, look, I'm going to pick this family right here because they're really good candidates for that. And so then he gets immersed in this curriculum as he's growing up and it's it's designed that way. So we definitely, I see that all the time in families. Um, and then, you know, sometimes there's a, I mean, all of yeah, there's a lot of earth and water in my family. And then my 10-year-old comes and she's all fire and air. And we're like, whoa, like, wait a minute. <laughs> right. you, know, you know, and a lot of times she tells me, she's like, I'm so different than everyone in this family. And of course, that's like part of her 
you know, curriculum, but, um, yeah, so I see that a lot. Um, and for you, you know, because yes, that's your, and again, I would know more if I knew the house that your Libra moon was in and what other plants were talking to it, but that's really the way that you self-nurture yourself. Like, how do you be a good mother to yourself? You bring in beauty, you, you know, it's, it's like those one-on-one relationships are important. Like having a best friend was probably important to you or very, yeah. Like you were a good best friend. You really knew how to do that. I always had like one best friend or one or two best friends. You know what I mean? It was like me and this person. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Cause it's like, that's what, that's how you're wired. Um, and it also becomes, you know, the way that you perceive that you were mothered, but then you turn around and you mother in that way also. So, um, yeah, there's a lot of rich information that we can look at just with the moon because it's foundational for all of us. The moon develops first in our natal chart. We all know our sun signs, right? That's easy. Like, oh, you're a, you know, it's Capricorn where I'm dating this um, podcast, but when it was recorded, it's the day of the winter solstice. So it's, you know, it's the beginning of Capricorn season. Everybody knows, oh, I'm a Capricorn. But the sun actually develops and refines itself each time you have a birthday. You know, each time the sun returns to where it was, it's like you get to be more and more of who you are and really move towards your purpose and your light. But the moon is really the foundation for it all. And if we have a really strong foundation, like if we had parents that were very responsive to us and honored our needs and held us and, you know, which is happening more in parenting now, than it was, you know, 60s, 70s, 80s, you know, they had their ideas of like, oh, we can't spoil the baby or we, you know, that weren't really, uh, they weren't really linked up with what we now know about the brain. But, um, you know, if we can really give that to our child, which having a natal chart reading for your child can really help you like, oh, there, this is okay that I do this, or there's nothing wrong with that. They cry all the time because there's, they have a Pisces moon and they feel so much. Wow. What they actually need is me to hold them more and a little bit more protection. And so it, it really, yeah, the moon is the foundation and the sun develops later. So in a reading for a child, I will talk about the sun, of course, because it's our sun, it's our light, it's our purpose, but it's not like the big it's not the big news in childhood. It's not the big thing that we're talking about in a reading, depending on the age of the child, but usually not. Interesting. So like, let's say, so a different type of energy, like let's say an Aries energy, right? If someone has like an Aries moon or a child has an Aries moon, what are some of the traits that, and I know, you know, it would houses matter and and where other planets are, but what's what would that energy be like for uh, the way a child sees their mother and the way their childhood is? Yeah, it can be that mom is feisty, mom's fiery, mom can lose her temper, mom is courageous, mom is bold, mom tells people off, (laughs) mom is not afraid to show her fire, Um, mom is aggressive, mom fights for me, you know, it can show up in all different ways. Um, mom doesn't have a lot of patience. Mom is like, let's go in the moment. And, and, and I don't have, let's go, you know? And so it can be quick emotional reactions. That's how they see mom. Um, it can be that mom is, is, is young and like, you know, fiery because Aries is a young, it's the first sign of the Zodiac. So, um, that can be 
and it doesn't, you know, Aries gets, I mean, a lot of the Zodiac um, signs, we can stereotype about them. There's like go crazy on Instagram and, you know, all the social media sites. But if you have an, if your child is an Aries moon, they're super in tune to learning Aries from you. So you have the choice as the parent, am I going to show them bitchy, impulsive, uh, snappy, impatient mama? Or am I going to show them, listen, you don't mess with me, my family, my kids. I, I fight for what I want. I'm an advocate for myself and for, you know, so it's, it, you can choose how you're going to show up, but they're definitely paying attention and learning Aries from you. So that's the way that I, there's no moon signs that are like, oh God, you got a kid with a, this moon. You know, it's not like that at all. It's just like, okay, with this information, how can I make a life affirming response that my child, you know, is bathed in this energy um, as they're growing up? Yeah, that's so fascinating. And you were saying like ages one through seven, right? With the moon sign is really reflective of that. Where does it go from there? Is that when the sun sign, like if we were looking at, let's say like eight to 14? Yeah, the way it works is that it's, you know, zero. So if you can think of it this way, like at zero to, I mean, but it, it's even really before zero because we're swimming in the waters. You're swimming in mom's waters. You're you're literally in her emotional body, feeling the waters of her. Um, and so up until seven, the moon, it's really primarily moon development and it's emotional body, like those bodily sensations. And then around age seven, that's when Mercury comes online and says, oh, when I feel this in my, in my belly, that's actually, I feel anxious or I feel nervous. We start to like label it. We start to make sense of those bodily sensations um, you know, we go to school around age seven. And so there's a lot of intellectual development that happens between seven and 14. And then Venus comes online. That's later on, you know, after 14. And we're starting to, oh, I'm attracted to you. You're what I like. You're what I don't like. You're my best friend. You're not. Oh, you know, it's you start really start to learn about those interpersonal relationships. Um, and then the sun really comes after that. You know, it's I I do I I base a lot of my astrology knowledge on the work of Rudolf Steiner, which is he's the founder of the Waldorf schools, and and so and he was very in the early 1900s very astrologically minded, and um, so that's where I'm getting these these ages. But I do find that um, like I will talk about that child a child sun sign, but I'm going to look at it more as the element, you know, so what did you say your son, what he's the Libra? He's a Libra. Yeah. So we would really look at the element of air and he, he truly will, who he is, you know, in childhood is air. So there's talkative and, and curious and talking back and forth and, you know, very intellectual and that Libra will develop, you know, each year when he has, when the son returns to where it was when he was born. Um, if you think about it, the moon goes back to where it was, you know, it's every, every 29 days, you know, and then Mercury is a speedy one around the Zodiac. Mercury's next and then Venus is next. So it also has to do with how long it takes them to make one, um, you know, to come back to where it was when they were born. So 
return, really. It's called a planetary return. So, yeah. So do we deepen, like when you were saying, you know, for each year, like he'll go more into his Libra, right? Like, do we deepen our, like, as we get older? We find our purpose and our light, our true mm-hmm. light, you know, and, and we really, the moon really needs to attach and to feel secure, especially to mom. And the sun, the sun is dad, by the way, in the chart. That's 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 our um, outward parent. That's our expressive parent. Um, and so we, um, what was I going to say? Backtrack. Um, what did you ask me? So is that how you view? Um, I was just saying like every year, do you, are you more like if my son's a Libra, you become more in that Libra and you're like, yes, as you develop, you come into your purpose. But but then you said the son is your dad. So is that the way you view your dad? Yeah, yeah. It, and it really has to do with the house that um, that son is in. We really can learn from dad in that area of life. But it really, you know, the moon sets the foundation for everything. And if we have a strong foundation, then we can, you know, build our intellect. We feel safe. We feel secure. We feel seen. We're, we're good. Like the, the solid base is there. Then we build our intellect. Then we start to reach out, which is Mercury. Then we start to interact with our peers. And, and that becomes very important, right? In our teenage years. And so then we have that. And when those are all there, then we just, each year we move more and more towards our son and our purpose. And we really spend a lot of time, like many, many years developing our purpose and our son and our light and our expression um, you know, finding that personal power. So the sun is important because everything revolves around the sun. It's just, you know, for children, it just comes online later. There's more important things to do in that, in that childhood phase. And what is it like, maybe you can give an example of one of your children or in your chart, like what, what, how does the house like influence? So, you know, I have like a moon in Libra, like, how does the house influence that? Like the house that it occurs in? Yeah, that's a good question. So the houses, there are 12 of them in a chart and the houses are just areas of life. So that the house that your, um, let's say your son is in, that's where you're really going to develop your purpose and find who you are. You're going to be doing a lot of activity in this area of life. So if it's the son in the 10th house, career is going to be really important. You're really going to learn about yourself through your job and your work and how people see you. It's also going to happen, right? Because we get a career later in life. Um, it's it's not, it's going to show up later in life. It's one, the 10th house is one of those later developing houses. But, um, you know, if you have your son in the fourth house, which is the house of family and home, you know, you're going to really learn. It's a hugely, wherever your son is in your chart, for adults, it's a really important area that you're going to have a lot of activity. Um, you're going to find yourself in this area of life. And in a child's chart, I really look at what house the moon is in, because that's where the emotional development is going to happen. There's it's, That's where we're also going to experience a lot of changes because, right, the moon changes a lot. Every time we look at the moon in the sky, it's like, wait, where did she go? She was here last night. Wait, she's a different shape. And, you know, a few days later, she's totally different shape than she was. So, um, yeah, but the houses are, and you need to, in order to understand and to know 
your houses, you have to have an accurate birth time. So it doesn't really work if you just, well, my mom said I was born sometime after lunch. And so I guess three o'clock. <laughs> you know, it doesn't yeah. really work that way. But um, you can get your chart rectified. There are a lot of places where you can find out your birth time. Um, you can just like find, call the hospital. You can get your chart rectified and that person can ask you about life events and they figure out your birth time based on major life events. Interesting. It's so fascinating. And I think it's so wonderful, like to understand this and to, you know, and it's so funny because with this type of information, like I love learning about myself, learning about other people, like diving deep into that. And I find that at different times, like, like I didn't know, you know, before our conversation that, that the moon is really, you know, exemplifies this childhood period. And I, so I think it's really beautiful that like, even if somebody's had their astrological chart read themselves, or they know about astrology, that this is like another level and layer of understanding that they can go into that's super valuable. Like whether you have children, your children, or you have, you know, children in your family, that type of thing. I mean, I just think it's really the way we know ourselves, right. And the way we know our true journey, like like, here's what I came to be. Here's who I am. The more we can love people like for who they are and not project what we need them to be right. Or what we think they should be. And I just think that that's really beautiful. Can you share where people can find out more about luminary parenting? Sure. That's my website, luminary parenting.com. And also on Instagram at luminary parenting. I post every day, what's happening in the sky and then how you can use it down here on the earth to help your motherhood feel a little bit easier because our kids are especially they're most they're more they have more water in their bodies than adults and we know that the moon controls and has an influence on the waters of a um of our waters on the earth and that includes us so they're so connected to the sky so if we can just i mean that's really how i started is I, I was um, a mom at newly divorced and I had my kids most of the time and I was struggling and yet I, I was practicing astrology. And I just, before I would get out of bed in the morning, I think, okay, what, what's the moon doing today? What sign is it in? And how can I shape my day, have it mirror my day, mirror the moon? Because we know that the moon is our mother, our great mother, um, our divine feminine luminary. So that can be really helpful, but even people that aren't parents, Still, it's like, how do you plan your day? Well, today, you know, is a very inward day. So how can you, you know, it's the day before it's hours before the solstice as we're recording this. So I post every day on Instagram and then I also teach classes and you can, I do readings. You can find all about that um, on my website, Luminary Parenting. So and I also beautiful. have a Luminary Parenting community, which if you don't feel like figuring it out, for yourself, I'll, I send you a little voice text every morning. It's part of my own spiritual practice. And then I share it with the community, like, Hey, here's the weather for today. Here's how you can use it. And then I also teach you a little astrology in there too. Ah, I love that. It's so important to be in community. And especially, you know, if there are struggles in the relationship, right. Between parent and child, I think a lot of times it can just feel really like, isolating to feel like, why don't I feel this connection? Or why don't I understand my child? Or why don't they understand me? Or why, you know, why are we having friction? Um, I think being around other people who are sharing openly and honestly, and connect with 
you know, other parents that are, you know, heart centered and that care about learning and growing can just be a really affirming situation. Cause I think sometimes we talk about like in life, like people wanting it to look a certain way, cause that's definitely out there. And when, you know, when it's not looking that way, it can just feel like I'm the only one, right? Like I'm alone and nobody understands this. And so to be around people where you can have open, honest conversation, I think is it's so important and valuable. Yeah. And it also, you know, like in the community, when I deliver the voice text every morning and it's like, when you realize like, I am feeling that way. Wow. There must be something greater going on here than me just living my, doing my human thing, working and like cleaning up after people, you know, down here on the earth. It's like, I really am connected more than I realize. Um, So my goal is always connection. Yeah. I always tell people, I'm like, before you personalize an energy, like see what's going on in the planets, see what's going on. Cause like, sometimes we feel like, Oh, I'm, I'm just having a bad day, but really there's just like energy that you're connected to that's influencing how you feel. And the second you learn that you're like, Oh, okay. It's just this transit or, Oh, it's just the moon. Right. And then you're not like, Oh, it's just mine. It's it's me. Yeah. Um, so I love that. Well, thank you so much for being with us. This has been totally wonderful. I've learned so much and um, thank you for doing what you're doing. It's awesome. Oh, you're welcome. Yeah, thanks for having me. Hey, lovely. This is Shauna Lee. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Soul Frequency Show. If you got even one piece of valuable information, head over to Apple Podcasts and share a review with your takeaways. And follow us because we got lots more goodness to come. We are spreading the love far and wide. And you know where to find me over at IG at The Soul Frequency. Until the next time, love, here's to positive vibes and powerful awakenings.